Hello. Ah! <laughs> can't even say anything. Welcome back to another episode of Locked On Spartans. It is Tuesday, October 29th, 2019. I'm your host, Will Hunter. Joining me, screaming in the background, is Matt Sheehan. Matt. Hi. Matt, how are you doing? Great. Great, Will. I'm great. I'm here. Go right. green! <laughs> so you survived the countless brawls you encountered with Michigan State fans <laughs> the last couple of days. Yeah, I, I knew we'd probably get to infighting at some point this season. Oh, I didn't know yeah. we could make it until uh, – we couldn't even make it till November uh, with it, though. So You are just leading the charge. Yeah, and I don't want to. And, like, I, I feel like everyone is in the majority of, like, yeah, this uh, D'Antonio thing's got to wrap up here pretty soon. But the vocal minority, God bless them. I mean, hey, those are passionate fans. They're just wrong. Like, they're just <laughs> in, incorrect uh, people and stand to settle for mediocrity when really they don't have to. Like, this, this is, we don't have to do this whole song and dance, but. Save your takes, Matt. Right, we'll get to it. All right. Okay. Um, real okay. quick, now that we already started recording, are both of your headphones in? Yeah. Are they at a reasonable volume? I think so. Okay. Great. I, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm asking Matt that because sometimes he doesn't do that proper. <clears throat> excuse me, properly, and we end up with an yeah. echo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just it's going to shock a lot of listeners with the attention span. Not all there all the time for me. Yeah, so. and confidence level and attention span—two things you struggle with. It is, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, and, and and making sound decisions of how to spend Saturdays too. Those are my my three yeah. kryptonite in life. Um, yep. so, so we're going to talk about Saturday. We're going to talk about Matt's experience. Um, we're going to talk about some of the infighting a little bit. I'm going yeah. to admonish Matt. <laughs> That's a big word. Wow. Admonish. Um, we'll talk about <sighs> where the football team is, and then we're going to talk about basketball the last segment. That's my promise. Yeah. We're, we're going to get to happiness We're gonna eventually. Yeah, we're going to turn the hell out of the page, buddy. Yeah, I guess. All right. So before we do that, reminder to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Subscribing is the easiest way to get these episodes to your phone every single day. We've got season preview stuff, SpartansWire.usatoday.com for the basketball team. Um, Sixth man, or no, best newcomer is the one we did uh, yesterday. We've also got sixth man, most improved, and team MVP. I do not know what is going up today. Here, hold on. Matt, filibuster. Give me like 10 seconds of content. Well, all this basketball talk has me a little nervous right now because I got a game today, and uh, it's going to be the second game of the season. And before the season, I haven't played competitively in like five years. And so I'm uh, scared of being a liability to my team again. (laughs) I think you're going to be a liability, and I've got our answer. (laughs) Okay. And now my freaking Google Doc just... There we go. Okay. So what did I say? Newcomer of the year and today's mm-hmm. Team X Factor. Team mm-hmm. X Factor is already out. So you can definitely read all that. SpartansWire.usatoday.com. And if you haven't, check out my uh, latest column thingy there. It's like a game story slash column. Um, just about where things sit and what feels like the end of the Mark D'Antonio era okay i was a little disappointed how much i agreed with every sentence that you wrote because i was like well we can't even like banter about it on this podcast because we're just gonna be in agreement the entire time well that worries me yeah i know i'd never like to be in full agreement with you Um, i I don't blame you yeah (laughs) all right let's get into this all right take me through your saturday in like a minute and a half Sure. So I, I wake up, folks. We are we are on the MSU is winning this GD game train. Like we are 
full steam ahead. Will's a conductor. I'm sitting in coach, middle seat, uh, but I'm on the train. <laughs> and we get to the tailgate, and we're, we're starting to feel great. Uh, fireball's flowing. Beer's flowing. It's fantastic. I can feel the rain start. So I'm like, oh, let's get a few more in us. You text me. Going. You text me. We're winning this game. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I, I didn't want to break the news, but someone had to. I was like, I, I regret to inform you we're winning this game. And what is it? 7-0 after the first quarter, quickly 14-0. I, I see about what seemed like 58 long third down conversions for Penn State. The offense isn't doing great. 48-yard field goal in the rain with a kicker that can't be trusted. In a 13-0 game. That's a good call by the coaching staff right there. Got to love that. And uh, so eventually, what? what's the score at halftime? It was 21-0, we'll call it. Yeah, I forget if they scored. No, they scored after half. So, yeah, 21 nothing. So, yeah. So, it's, it's just us in the concourse. And here it is, third straight game, already over by halftime. And it's like me, my dad, my brother, my dad's friend, all in the concourse. And I'm, I'm still like, I, I, I don't really swear in front of my parents at all. I was letting F bombs fly. Like me and my dad were just going back and forth, just leaning into this team, like just just at each other, just at amongst ourselves. Um, and then we watched the Sowards dropped fair catch punt on the five yard line as we were heading back up to the seats. And right when we saw that on the TVs in the concourse, we were like, "Okay, it's, we're out of here. It's time to go." And uh, just piled in the car on the walk there, got a few tweets off, had to get it all off my chest because that's what healthy people do, <laughs> and got in the car and completely devoured some Pizza House. So Nice. I'm glad you got some carbs in there to you know, yep. help soak up the booze. Um, yeah, and, and you know what You know what I'm going to do, Will? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do this all again in two weeks. Yeah. I'm, I'm doing this all again. It's going to be great. Credit to you for sticking out past halftime because – Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. The crowd thinned out, as you would expect, pretty sure. pretty uh, rapidly there once the the half ended. No, yeah, I I can't believe people stayed. Like those are truly, truly either the best fans or the sickest individuals, or probably both. But man, good for them. And the third quarter was one of the mm-hmm. longest quarters I can ever remember. I don't know if it actually was in real time that long or if it just felt long. But like I was sitting up in the booth. Yes. Uh, in the press co- or in the press box, and I was at one point streaming uh, LSU Auburn on my computer. <laughs> like, I'm sure, yeah. Just waiting for the game to end, and I couldn't imagine being one of those. I don't know, couple thousand fans down to a few hundred. Yeah, that stuck it out for the entire thing. Well, um, it was great weather to sit in. So yeah, gonna, it's can't l- knock 42 and raining is literally the worst weather. It's terrible, and uh, there's no real moments to like get up and cheer and high five to like get some blood flowing either. Like yeah. it's just you are sitting there, just staring off into the abyss as <sighs> blocks are missed. Um, the, the quarterback circus is is going on in the second half. <sighs> Whatever it was. Whatever. Just a a giant mess. Let's um. Let's talk yeah. about you getting into a fight with everyone on Twitter. What happened, I, Matt? I guess. You, I, like, it's, it is it is a very, 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 like, minor part of the fan base at this point, I feel like, that is doing this whole, like, oh, I mean, John L., you would have been fine with this if it was the John L. team. Like, th- that, there's not that many people doing that anymore. But, like, I was so on tilt after watching the third straight game that was over by halftime that, like, I was like, I – I, I cannot put these Twitter fingers in my pocket and just sit here. I, I need to just start teeing off right now. Hasn't like hasn't it felt like John L a little bit this year? 
just like with yeah how, the, how is it not the, just <laughs> yeah. the insanely obvious like we're not as smart about football as anyone on that staff like they know more about football mm-hmm. than us right flat like maybe we have little evidence to actually prove that but it can be said when you're coaching for that many years you know mm-hmm. a lot more about football and so sometimes when people criticize coaching decisions or moves a lot of times i think they're playing the result and it's just something you do right you like oh, sure. terrible play call what was the sure. coach thinking yada 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 but yeah, when yeah. there are obvious ones that like even you and i and every other person in the stadium and watching at home can look at that and be like that was dumb coaching when that yes. happens multiple times in a season like that's john l era stuff yes and like the whole quarterback situation too like that that just screamed of a coach that has completely lost any grip that he has with like his team and proper decision making and just like making the right and obvious call it's either you keep Lewerke in the game the entire time you go to your backup quarterback that could actually throw the ball and give him some reps I mean it's very clear that the number two quarterback right now is not a legitimate number two quarterback and when the third string quarterback does go in and complete two passes don't replace him for that starter that you just immediately didn't trust 20 minutes ago and say, oh, well, we didn't think that Theo gave us the best chance to score. Have you watched the last three games? No, no, no one. No one is giving anyone a best chance to score. No one on the coaching staff, no one on the field is giving this team a best chance to score. Why is that all of a sudden like a priority as you guys are down by three scores in the fourth quarter? I do. Like, why, why are we worrying about this? I do really quickly need to mention some important context that D'Antonio okay. in that moment was caping up for and protecting Theo Day. Um, mm-hmm. It was later, I probably accidentally and thoughtlessly a little bit revealed by Brian Lewerke that Theo called the wrong play. Um, Whatever. I mean, no, I know I, he called the wrong play, and that's why they took him out. As if it matters. I mean, but at that at that point, yeah, it doesn't really like D'Antonio said earlier, like you know, we need to get Theo Day some reps, some live action, because that's the only way you kind of figure things out. And I think him missing a play call would be perfect evidence of that. And like, all right, don't screw up again. But like, clearly, he needs this moment. We're not winning this game. Why? Like, why not just call the wrong plays? Because the right plays aren't working. I mean, why? Why not just go rogue? Just, just go for it, man. They got a first down. So. Yeah, it was great. Um, let's <gasps> pause here for a minute. When we come back, we'll get more into this infighting and you. And I gotta admonish you. I'm sorry. Okay. No. No. That's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. So, you the the tweet that I think really got people going was the mm-hmm. one where you just started calling everybody a loser. Not everyone, not just the losers. <laughs> when you st- and yet I feel a little bad about it, yeah. Like waking up next morning, I was like, I probably shouldn't have done that. But I was like, I don't think I'm wrong. Like, I, I think, I'm, Here's I the think thing. I'm right here. You're, you're, you're wrong. And you're right and you're wrong. Mm-hmm. So the logic, the, the logic train you were riding there, along with the fireball train, the logic train and the fireball train... Yeah. Were the correct yeah. trains? Okay. The way you went about it was wrong. No, I see. I don't think. Here's so. where you aired. It's very okay. simple. It's it's it's. You're not doing anything different. It's just the minutia of it, semantics. Mm-hmm. Instead of saying, "If mm-hmm. you are happy with this, you're a loser," mm-hmm. say, "If you're someone who's happy with this, that's a loser mentality," which makes you a loser. No. Yes. No. Yes. Matt. Will. Criticize behavior, not the person. No, I'd rather just criticize the person. I, I'm just going <laughs> to... I'm just going to continue to admonish you then. No, okay, fine. That is the inappropriate way <laughs> to go about this. 
if you criticize the behavior. See, I did this yesterday on accident. I, uh, I'll give you the example because I know you don't listen to the show. No, yeah. I, I, I do, and I only like listen to 10% of it because when I'm working and listening, I might as well just not be listening at all. We, we do the same you don't listen to the show. Actually, you do passively song and dance every week. <laughs> and I kind of like that. <laughs> no, what I did yesterday is I said, James Franklin is a bleep hole. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, let me pull that back. I don't know James Franklin. I don't know if he's a bleep hole, but he coaches mm-hmm. like one. He coaches like a bleep hole. He makes bleep hole decisions while coaching. Okay. See, that's okay. I don't. I can't call James Franklin a, a insult like that. I don't know him. But I know that when he's coaching, he's often acting, See, displaying the behavior of a bleep hole. I, I feel like I could tell how someone is if they sit there and watch mediocrity and settle for it and say that no we shouldn't even try to chase greatness again and we should just sit here and accept seven and five seasons and watch this whole program be burnt down to the ground and not even try to chase greatness because like yeah that's that's definitely what the spirit of like college football is you you play to go to the quick lane bowl you you don't try to go for conference championships or anything like that no you you settle for right where you should be right at six and six or seven and five you think about the john l days 15 years ago and you say, yeah, you know what? This coach that's putting on a, a quarterback carnival in the second half right now is this is awesome. This recruiting class coming in that barely cracks top fifty, maybe even top sixty. That's great. No, that you you are a loser if you accept this. I mean, it's it, I don't think that that's a hot take. It's not a hot take. Uh, I think if you want to, they are a loser in their approach to college football. How about that? How do I know that's not their approach to the rest of life, though? How do I know that's not you sitting don't there? Know these and people, being like, Matt. Yeah, but that takes away my argument here. Like, it's, <laughs> it's, you're arguing for you <laughs> to call people names. Yeah, yeah. You're the worst. You're the I literal am. worst. Stop criticizing people. Criticize their behavior. All right. <laughs> um. Now I forgot what I was going to say. Yeah, me too. It was something just really good and positive about the football team oh <laughs> what was it now <laughs> it, it was more it was more of this infighting stuff because this is another thing sure um, tensions are high tensions, and yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm i'm sorry if i got into it with anyone that listens to this show i mean i'm sure you you're did. a great fan i'm sure you're a great person um <laughs> you did ten, yeah I, I i know i did and I, I yeah i feel a little bad for it but hey i mean we're just not going to agree on this thing we're both passionate about our beliefs and the direction of this team and our fandom from msu so here's the thing Okay. I think everyone who, and not just you, and it's mm-hmm. not just the arguments that you're in, everyone who is involved in an argument with a fellow Michigan State fan, mm-hmm. you need to point the ar- the argument weapon, so to speak, in the proper direction. <laughs> Stop pointing them at each other. But I think that's part of the problem, like... Because people are defending the coaching staff, but us that let, knows that this era is over let them, are saying, like, well, look at this coaching staff. And then the people are being like, well, yeah, look at this coaching staff. They're great. They won sweet bowl games six years ago. Like, you should let them defend D'Antonio. They, sh- or they should let you rip D'Antonio. Everyone should get mad at the actual problems here. The fan base is not the problem. That's my point. And you're not, I mean, you're responding to people responding to you ripping D'Antonio. I get it. And I'm not just criticizing you here. I'm not just admonishing you. Um, But when things like this are happening, when it's like, I don't know, the sky is falling, really, like this is probably 
this is a worse morale fan base morale than 2016, wouldn't you say? Oh, certainly, yeah. yeah. Because there's a second year in a row of this, like yeah. 16. I think, yeah, I kind think of blippy, but this is like this is the most I've seen on Twitter of fighting. Yeah, but I also think like everyone's kind of on the same side. It's only like a few people that are still like, no, this this coaching staff is great. They're going to get this ship in the right direction. Yada yada yada. But yeah, I think so. That, that that's that's the difference with 2016. 2016, I feel like it was a clear divide, and like everyone had like 48 different opinions on things <laughs> going on right it now. It was a weird year, but like, yeah. right now, like. Yeah, if you go on a, a Facebook page, like a group, which I don't advise, uh, if you go on one of the group in this fa- in this in this economy, <laughs> in no. one of the group pages, someone will post like, "I'm sick and tired of everyone saying we need to fire D'Antonio." Imagine the John L. Smith year, like something like that, and mm-hmm. it has grown into a consensus. Like, stop it! That's you know, in a really awful way that Facebook. You're a loser. Stuff like that. <laughs> But it's yeah, it, it's a it's a vocal minority, and it's one that really feels like they need to to defend their guy. But that's not what this is about. This is just about like stop fighting each other. <laughs> yeah, I, I I think we're at that point now. I think now it's gonna like yell at Bill trend Beekman. towards apathy. You know, like I, I feel like now like the, the seasons. I mean, as close to a lost cause as it could possibly be. Like, yeah, can oh, we win our own? It's over. Yeah, I mean, right. Okay. So, like, I, I feel like now, like, it's just going to be apathetic all in November. Like, yeah, yeah are people going to get upset? Sure, they will be, but at a much lower, I don't know, temperature, I think. Here's here's what you really, I think, should be mad about. Here's what everyone should be mad about. Okay. So, this is happening right right now. And mm-hmm. to, to say that the idea that Mark D'Antonio won't be the coach for Michigan State next year, like, that's not an outlandish statement. And... Mm-hmm. It really wasn't even in the offseason. Like, if I was like, hey, you know, what do you think the chances are D'Antonio's not the coach? You'd be like, well, you know, if I'm going to sit back and look at this objectively, he's in his uh, lower 60s. His children are now adults. Um, he had a heart attack. He's mm-hmm. kind of, you know, recruiting's dropped off a little bit. Performance has been really frustrating. It's been a really tough few years. Like, yeah, you know, if that happened, I wouldn't be shocked. Mm-hmm. And yet, and yet, with that potential scenario on the horizon looming mm-hmm. and now we're you know it's the end of october here we're a couple months away from the end of the season and what could be the end of the era you've got in place nothing in terms of an athletic department power structure that's going to be correct remade yeah. uh with the new university president um mm-hmm. it seems like you're going to be the athletic department's going to be looking for very likely looking for a replacement to the greatest coach in modern history for the school. Mm-hmm. And there's not a single person in a position of power right now in the athletic department that you are 100% confident is appropriate, should be there, and will be there for the foreseeable future. Yes. And, yeah, it's just, it, it is that helpless feeling. I mean, plain and simple. That, yeah, is Beacon going to do anything? No, probably not. I, I don't know. It's just, it's just hard to trust this team to do the right decision when it does come time if if it comes time and that's the thing it's like i, I could very well see like d'antonio's being like no I'm, I'm still going one more year like so it might be like i know he might look at it and be like good god i can't leave right now as bad as it's going i can we'll slug out another terrible six and six season and yep. and by this time next year the right people will be in place to move this program forward. But if I leave right now, <laughs> they're going to hire Krusty the Clown to run this show. Like, yep. yeah, I could, and him being just like, there's no way. But that's also like, 
what is the leash like with the fan base? Like it's gone, right? If he stays. Yeah, with everyone. And and if you haven't turned now, you never will yeah. too. That's the other thing. Yeah. Like every everyone that is ever gonna turn and say, Okay, it's time for this all to wrap up, like they've yeah, turned. It, right. So right, you're so. yeah, you're going into next season with fan morale morale at an all time low, potentially. No yeah. excitement, losing a ton of contributors, bringing in a recruiting class mm-hmm. that is well below previous classes, mm-hmm. and the momentum of a, at nothing. I don't know, like a, a tree. The momentum of a tree. There you go. I don't know. Beating Ohio in the quick lane bowl might Be give some momentum. So. so yeah, it is as as bad as things are right now. The potential for it to get much much worse is very real. Uh yeah it, yeah most likely it'll get worse before it gets better. Imagine but, if they lose to Illinois. Uh, yeah, I could very much. Yeah, absolutely imagine and, that. And you got to sweep. That's you, not hard to do. You, you got to sweep Rutgers in Maryland to get to a bowl. <laughs> easy does it. Those were easy wins last year. Mm-hmm. Very easy. So yeah, good. Well, Maryland was pretty easy. Rutgers. No, nah, Rutgers. There was never a doubt in that game. <laughs> that would have been the moment. That, that probably would have been Mark D'Antonio's last game. I would still be sitting in Spartan Stadium right now, just staring <laughs> off blankly. <laughs> I, I would have emaciated the seat. I think yeah. emaciated and dead. Um, <laughs> yes. Okay, that that sounds appropriate, though, doesn't it? Yes. Here lies Matt, where we left mm-hmm. him one year ago. Yep. Um, still holding that's on enough to his pretzel. That's eating an Amish pretzel. That's yeah. The Amish pretzel pretzel still fresh in your hands. Oh God, yeah, the colors are so good. Let's stop talking about football. Let's talk about basketball. <sighs> We're gonna right. we're turning the page here. What a change of gears right now, <laughs> Um We are stepping out of a car crash and getting into a brand new Ferrari mm-hmm. racing yes. down the highway. <laughs> yes, excellent. So we'll, we'll do that in just a, a minute here. All right. Okay, Matt. What are you most excited about? <sighs> Basketball. Well, who? A person? A thing? A moment? A game? Uh, uh, okay, it's it's to see Cassius Winston play, but I feel like the first few games, I'm going to be so on pins and needles just praying to God that he uh, doesn't get hurt, that it might take away some of my viewing uh, pleasure. However, like I'm excited to see Rocket Watts, mm-hmm. definitely, especially hearing that he's going to start against uh, Mighty Albion tomorrow. What is, and, what's the Albion uh, mascot? Uh, the Brits, I think. I think it's the Brits. I'll look it up and confirm, but you keep talking. Also, Gabe Brown too. Like, I, I feel like uh, his development is going to be pretty crucial to the team, not, and not just that, but like, I, I just think he's going to be an exciting player to watch. They're the Britons. So, the Britons. Yeah. The Brits. Okay, I'll partial credit. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm f- and Marcus Bingham too. Like that. That's going to be. He's not as much as like I'm excited to see him as like I just want that question answered. Like, can he be? Yeah. A factor on this team. So yeah, I'm super excited to watch Bubba this year. Like, I think. Mm-hmm. I think he's got just a world of potential and can be such a good player. Like playing yeah. playing the three, and we'll see. I think they could go really big with Henry at the two, Brown yeah. at the three, Bingham at the four, Kithier at the four, Tillman at the five, whatever combination you want. But mm-hmm. Brown playing the three, Henry playing the two. Steven is at the one in those situations too. So that's up. Who? Steven Izzo at the oh, one Steven Izzo at the in one. those situations too. Yeah. yeah. Izzo and then Jack Hoiberg backing him up there oh, that's right yeah jack but like the defensive potential of aaron henry gabe brown marcus bingham and xavier yeah. tillman 
is mm-hmm. like that is a massive group of yes, sir. just huge people that are really athletic and switchable. And not a rebound was grabbed by any team the rest of the season. <laughs> it, it's, it's potentially yeah. like awesome. And then you're like, well, what about on offense? Like, oh, every single one of them nah, can we'll shoot mid-30s from the three. And yeah. um, they can play in the pick and roll. Uh, they've got one of the best passers in the entire country mm-hmm. um, running the show. Like, that is a potential death lineup. If, um, if Brown I'm and sure they'll, 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 they'll find a way to score with that lineup. Yeah. 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 No, no, they might. Like, that is absolutely insane and then just i'm so excited to watch them figure it out like watch them figure out who's playing what minutes what's our role what is the best way what's our death lineup what do we have like the bench squad i think is going to be sweet like will uh goins and mcquade's uh absence be noticed like this much or yeah i guess it's not an exciting thing but it's definitely like something like a very 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 early storyline to sure to follow it's still like all right aaron henry needs to take like get an nba hype let's see what happens gabe brown reportedly had a great off season let's see what happens and just like uh xavier rockets legit yeah Yeah. what does rocket watts look like how much can he take the ball away from cassius and and give cassius a break and save his legs like yeah and speaking of foster lawyer can can he be an impact this year i think foster lawyer is gonna be the most improved player i wrote that um for my prediction like Like, i don't think he's gonna be awesome (laughs) yet Mm -hmm. Um, but he's going to go from someone who literally could not be on the floor was an absolute liability to, I think someone who can sort of captain that second unit. And when you've got, I don't know, it feels like they have seven starters Oh, and like when Arns is healthy, there's like seven starters and there's going to be guys playing starters minutes with the second unit and there's going to be guys Mm -hmm. starting. And then next week they're not starting. And I think Tim or uh, lawyers is going to be like that steady. Like, yes, he's the number two point guard. You know, Rocket Watts is going to play point guard, but it's going to be in different looks, and he'll play with Cassius and put Cassius off the ball, yada, yada, yada. But yeah, like, Rocket off the ball, too, would be nice. Yeah, yeah. but, like, Foster Lawyer is going to come in. You're going to put four people around him. It's going to be a, a competent second unit that can give Cassius a, bre- uh, a rest, can give whoever else a rest, eat up mm-hmm. a few minutes, and, and not get wrecked, and then get off the floor and let the, the starters come back in and just continue to run show. And yeah. Like and I think he'll have games like Ohio State where he's like four or five from three and you're like yes, <laughs> right, <laughs> thank you, yeah. Um and and Cassius can get away with playing 28 minutes and that's like super valuable and super important and I think that's like that's a big leap for someone who couldn't get on the floor last year. No, totally, yeah. And there's uh, two other names too that like I kind of forgotten about until like I saw him today. Uh, Malik Hall and Julius Marble. Yeah. Like I don't expect they'll make a huge impact. But, like will they be on impact at all? I don't, Malik Hall. Like, I know a, there's already talk about Marble being like redshirted, whatever. Yeah. But like I, yeah, I got a hard time believing that they'll actually do that since he usually leaves it up to the player most of the time. Um, but yeah, like I don't know. I'm excited to see those guys too, especially early on in the season against like pretty marquee talent. I'm sure they'll you know get. I'm, I'm sure State will go. 10 deep in these early games here. They might go 10, like, let's run through it right now. <laughs> they they could go yeah. 10 deep all season, but, like, I know that he likes to trim it down well, like, 7 or 8. Yeah. Before Langford got hurt, they were going 10 deep. And I was like, That's true. Cassius, yeah. Rocket, mm-hmm. Henry, Brown, mm-hmm. Bingham, yep. Tillman, Kithier. That's 7 right there. I think Henry, too. I don't think you said I Henry said either. Henry. Oh, I didn't say Arns. I didn't say Lawyer. That's 9. Oh, oh my bad. We call 10. Marble 11, 
I'm missing someone else. Oh, Langford. Connor George. Connor George. On the name. What a what a what an interest in Midnight Madness, by the way. Wow. <laughs> wow. Shout out to the high school musical. That, that's a that's a big play. Was that your favorite uh entrance or I didn't see everything. Uh, I saw some stuff. Yeah, I only saw some stuff too, but I'm just gonna assume that that was the best one. Just yeah. assume. Okay, that's fair enough. I'm just gonna yeah. So yeah, and like even and if oh God, imagine if Joey Hauser gets cleared. <laughs> oh God. <sighs> um, now, what what worries you the most going into this season? I, I know let's let's bring us back down. Yeah, I, I kind of like the first twenty minutes of the show when we were sad and miserable. What uh, injuries? What scares us? Yeah, okay. Um, I think for me, it's it's the McQuaid and Goins thing. Like, I think those are two big guys, two great defenders, a good rebounder, two three point threats. I mean. Just seniors, I mean, yeah. you know, yeah, that's also nice, too. You lose a little leadership, but I think you it's fair to assume a step up in talent. Gabe Brown's ceiling is higher mm-hmm. than McQuaid's. Bingham's ceiling is higher yep. than Kenny and even Nick Ward. Um, yeah, right, right. Yeah, no. There, there, but it still, just, uh, still worries me, though. Yeah, there will be moments um, that I think they'll miss them for sure. And it maybe comes early in the season. We'll see about Kentucky because Kentucky's young, Duke's young. Um, yeah. But a team like Seton Hall going on the road um, and playing a, a tournament team like that, a ranked team, that you could see it maybe in that type of moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's something that'll be an adjustment for sure. I'm not, I don't know. Like, it's hard to find something really worth worrying about beyond injuries because they're just so experienced, so talented, and so deep. Yeah. Like last year, we're like, yeah. well, they don't really have any pros. Well, like, yeah, they got like three or four pros now. They got a bunch of seniors, mm-hmm. and the seniors aren't pros. <laughs> like it's just like um, there's potential everywhere. There's role players. Everyone knows what they're doing. It's really smart. Uh, great, phenomenal season last year. Bring back uh, many of the key cogs from there. Bring in exciting young players. Like I don't know. I just I'm struggling to find. A I reason. think another one is like if like I think this is going to be a pretty important position. Obviously, is the four, but like if Bingham isn't developing really as fast as yeah, that could. I don't want to say should be, but like was expected to. I guess I, I don't know. I don't know how to phrase that. And yeah, I mean, make it sound nice. So but. you have Tillman in the front court opposite of him. It's up mm-hmm. to Bingham, Kithier, Malik Hall, and Julius Marble to figure it out. And yeah, that's something that I guess could come to bear is like maybe they're a little thin in the front court with Hauser not getting approved we think right so that's another thing uh, I guess that's more tangible and in, uh, in control than we'll say than injuries because injuries just happen but yeah that's mm-hmm. that's probably like the weak spot is what happens in the front court opposite of Xavier Tillman yeah but hey I mean right now as it stands Good options. I'm just saying, like, there is a small chance that, uh-oh. You could be in a lot worse shape, we'll say totally. it that way, as a college basketball that, When that's, like, one of your, your big question marks, season's <laughs> going to be okay. Yeah. The season's going to be okay. We've got four good options in the front court. <laughs> right. What if all of them somehow don't pan out? And yeah, what, what if they're not all four? Not What if all four are just good yeah. and not great? One of them's yeah. already shown to be competent at the collegiate level. The other one's a potential yeah. unicorn. And the two are freshmen. <laughs> One's a top 60 recruit. Sold. <laughs> oh, I'm nervous. Yeah, that's it's tough to really have much worry. And that's the state of MSU basketball. That is, <laughs> Yeah, that is the biggest worrisome thing is that there feels like nothing to actually worry about. And don't, I, I hate it. I know. I, it's it. a, I love it, but I, God, it's I hate uncomfortable. it too. All right, yeah. we're out of time. Matt, thanks so much, as always, for joining me. 
uh, bye week. No, no football, but I think we'll have you back next week. That's fine. Uh, okay. Let's do like after the Champions Classic. So that's next Tuesday, Champions right? Classic. So yeah, we'll, so we'll record at three in the morning. Okay. Yeah. Uh, does Michigan State have the late game? They got the nine thirty game, and that's if the first game uh, goes according to to the time slot. So, damn it, that's gonna kill me because I'm gonna have to stay up and then record after it. Uh, All right, we'll figure it out. All right. All right. Matt, thanks so much. Uh, reminder Absolutely. to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Check out uh, my writing and stuff at SpartansWire, SpartansWire.usatoday.com. Matt, take us home. Uh, sorry if I called uh, you a loser on Twitter, if you're listening. Condolences. I mean, apologies. <laughs>